Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Wherever you go, however you go, for energy on the go, it's got to be 5-Hour Energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. 5-Hour Energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit 5-HourEnergy.com. What's up, everybody? This is Danny Thompson from Around the Association of the Podcast, and we're continuing our preview of the 2018-2019, especially the award side of things. And this episode is now directed towards the Defensive Player of the Year Award. Like I said, if you want to check out the other five, uh, other four uh, podcasts we've done, uh, the Most Improved Player, um, the Rookie of the Year, we've also done Coach of the Year, and we've also done the MVP Awards. Please check them out on the site, which is AroundTheAssociation.com, or what you can do is you can subscribe to the show on Spreaker, on iTunes, on uh, Spotify, and a multitude of other places. I'm your host, Danny Thompson. Check me out on Twitter at D-A-N-N-Y, the number three, Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, on Twitter, otherwise known as Danny3Thompson, and also around the association on the Facebook page and on the website aroundtheassociation.com. So before we get into it, let's give you a backstory of the 2017-2018 Defensive Player of the Year Award, won by Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz you know, Gobert, otherwise known as the Stifle Tower, not the Eiffel Tower, because he basically puts everything at the rim and you don't want to go against Gobert, is one of the, Rudy's one of the most talented defenders in the entire league. He covers so much ground, and even when he's not blocking shots, he's making sure that he alters shots so that when you get in the paint, you really know who's really standing right there. Between him and Joel Embiid last year, those, those two guys kind of led the charge when it came to the defensive guys around the paint. Paul George had a great season last year defensively, uh, especially up until the injury of Andre Roberson, which proved how valuable Roberson was defensively. There's a whole bunch of multitude of guys that played very well defensively. So as we go into 2018-2019, is that is anybody going to challenge Rudy Gobert defensively? So let's start at the top with Rudy. He's the reason why I, I know Donovan Mitchell had a great season last year, and Donovan is one of the, the uh, is coming among himself as one of the best players in the league. But let's be honest, if it wasn't for Rudy's defense last year, the Jazz wouldn't have gotten as far as they got. Gobert is that type of defender that is a game changing defender. He's elite, and when I say he's elite, elite to me means something that very few guys in the league have, or slim to no guys have. 
Um, and at the same time, it changes a game. Rudy's one of those guys that has elite skill, and that is being a defensive guy who can also protect the paint and also good defensive rebound. Goldberry is elite in that category. When I say elite, otherwise, you look at Stephen Curry's shooting ability, that's elite. You look at LeBron James' ability to get to the basket and draw fouls and just be an offensive force, an all-around threat, that's elite. Anthony Davis' entire game is elite. Russell Westbrook's in-the-end ability, rebounding, and what Russell does on both ends of the court, that's elite. James Harden's playmaking and scoring, that's considered elite. Rudy Gobert has elite skill, which is shot blocking, defending, and also rebounding. Very few guys in the league can do all of those things at the same time. Gobert changes games defensively because he blocks shots, he alters shots, he makes you think two, three, four, five, and even six times before you go down the paint. He is the front runner and defensive player of the year, and he has a chance to do this for a very, very long time. The only thing that could hurt Rudy, Rudy is what could hurt any player is injuries. If Gobert is out for an extended period of time, yes, that opens things up. But Gobert has that a right and that ability to just alter everything, and also he also has that ability to change the Jazz's uh, trajectory in the Western Conference. If Gobert is healthy, the Jazz are top three, top three or four team in the West because. With, with Mitchell on the perimeter and Rudy guarding everything defensively, he, he takes away rebounds. He takes away opportunities from other teams, especially on the offensive glass. He rebounds very well. And he also can, just like I said, block shots at an insane rate. Um, and he also alters way more shots than he blocks. So without him or with him, with him, they're definitely three or four seed in the West, maybe, you know, three, four, five in the West. Without him, they're, they're one of those teams that can, you know, there'll still be a playoff team, but it depends on how long he's going to miss time. So who are all the other guys? Now, we talked about Rudy. What other guys can get themselves on the elite level defensively? Let's take a look at him real quick. Paul George had a phenomenal season defensively last year. But one of the reasons why he was such a phenomenal defender is because Andre Robertson was completely healthy last year. Paul George was blowing away everybody in the steals category until Andre Robertson went down with a season in the injury. When you have a guy like Andre Robertson that can take out, defensive, take out the other team's best defensive player, offensive player, it makes things easier. Paul George is already a very good defender at 6'10 already. But when you have a guy like Robertson who's 6'8 and have a 6'9, and he's taking out the best defensive player, that allowed Paul George to, number one, play passing lanes. And number two, if there's a secondary score, it changes the secondary score's ability to score because guess what? You have a guy like Paul George who can defend. And if even if Andre had a bad game defensively, you can switch those two guys. On top of having Jeremy Grant in the back and on top of Steven Adams at, at the boards, it makes Oklahoma State a way better defensive team. Roberson is that good. The stats don't really show how good Andrew, Anthony uh, Andre Roberson is defensively, but let's. I'm going to tell you this, and I might some people might rub people the wrong way. Andre Roberson is this side's of the last five, ten years version of, of Tony Allen. He's that good defensively. If if Andre Roberson's healthy and you get them in a series with Golden State. They can actually defend the Warriors with Thompson and uh, and Kevin Durant because George and Roberson can do that type of defensive tag team on Thompson and on Kevin Durant. Not saying they're going to stop them completely or shut them down, but they'll work for every basket. Trust me, Clay Thompson will have a harder time in a series with the Thunder with Roberson being healthy than he would with almost any other team in the Western Conference, with the exception of Minnesota, because but even though Minnesota doesn't engage defensively, because of the talent of Wiggins and Butler defensively, if they engaged. But Roberson is engaged at all times. He makes everybody else around him better defensively. 
if Roberson's healthy, Paul George might even lead the league in steals again this year. That's how good of a defender Roberson is because it allows guys like George and Jeremy Grant and those guys to take more chances defensively. Outside of Roberson, who else is very good defensively around the league that you might want to watch? I mentioned this guy earlier in uh, an earlier podcast. Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic is that good defensively. He's at that elite level already, and, and we haven't even seen 30 games this guy in the league. The only thing with, with Jonathan Isaac stopping him from being an all-NBA defender is the fact of he just hasn't been healthy in his time in the NBA. The talent is there. The defensibility is there, and the kid loves to defend. It's very rare when you have a guy who knows who knows he can defend, he's been told he can defend, and loves how to defend. There's a very, it's very few guys in the league who embrace all three of those. And the fact that this kid is long, athletic, and he can actually alter shots, he rebounds, he gets in passing lanes. There was a steal he had the other night where he stole the ball off the inbound. It was preseason, but he stole the ball off the inbound because only Jonathan had the link to do that. If Jonathan's healthy, he can be an elite defender. Easily. He's the type of guy that can get close to two steals and two blocks a game if you really can stay healthy and can be on the floor. Uh, Jonathan has another issue with fouls. If Jonathan can just stay out of foul trouble and stay healthy and give you 32 to 34, 33 minutes a night, healthy minutes, consistent all season, it wouldn't surprise me if he's in that 1-7, almost two steals and blocks a game uh, a piece category before this end of the season. Let's talk Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. The Claw is all, you know, a multiple-time defensive player of the year candidate, and Kawhi is happy. Listen, if he's happy in Toronto, it changes everything with the Raptors going forward. The Raptors are one of those teams, if Kawhi is healthy and happy, the Raptors could win the Eastern Conference. I know everybody's on Boston. Everybody's thinking about Boston. Don't sleep on the Raptors. Why? It's very few instances in the NBA where a guy can make that much of an impact. DeMar DeRose was really good last year, but Kawhi defensively changes the Raptors' rotations defensively. Kawhi Leonard can shut down anybody in the Eastern Conference defensively. And when you get down to those series where you have to put your best defender on somebody, i.e. Gordon Hayward, i.e. Gordon Hayward in New York, i.e. you know, in situations where it could be Brad Beal in Washington in a playoff series, you're looking at guys that you can um, at that three position, maybe even Kevin Love if they have to guard Kevin Love in a Cleveland series. I'm looking at, I'm not going to say guard Blake Griffin, but you get my point. When you get to these playoff series in the East and you have to find a guy, um, even Giannis, I think I think Kawhi can guard Giannis up in, in, in Milwaukee. When you get to these playoff series, Ben Simmons, because Ben Simmons is the one guy at Philadelphia, you know, you could guard anybody else, but Simmons is the guy you can guard. Kawhi in a series defensively can take out your other team's best player. I think at a higher level than Roberson, he's just that good. I mean, the hand, he's got the humongous hands. He plays passing lanes. He just knows how to on-ball defend. If the if his leg is if his quad, if his hamstring and quad is completely healthy, and he's engaged, it changes the Eastern Conference. The Raptors become the the best team in the East. Sorry, Boston fans. Yes, Boston has all the talent, but when you have a top five player in the league who's completely engaged on both ends of the ball, it changes everything. Keyword, everything. Other guys for defensive player of the year you want to look at Anthony Davis out in New Orleans. Davis is going to get a lot more time at the five. We all know how good of a rebounder Anthony Davis is, a good of a shot blocker Anthony, Anthony Davis is. And really, Anthony Davis is just good at basketball. Davis will change the game defensively. Here's the problem. He's going to have to change the game defensively. Because the the 
the Pelicans outside of Solomon Hill aren't exactly the best defenders in the league. Davis is going to have to spend a lot more time in the paint. He's going to have to do a lot more shot blocking, ultra lot more shots, block a lot more shots, keep off the you know, keep the other teams off the glass, as well as keep the scoring up. Now, if Elfrid Payton can make things, if Elfrid Payton can go back to his Orlando first couple years where he was defending really well, it'll help out. Davis can still change a game on both ends of the floor, a la Kevin Garnett, that type of impact. Anthony Davis is going to be up there at the end of the season when it comes to defensive awards as well, too. Uh, other guys who can make an impact defensively, watch P.J. Tucker in Houston. Houston got rid of all the defenders. The only one left is P.J. Tucker. No more Trevor Reason, no more Luke Baramute. They're both gone. It's now on P.J. Tucker to guard the best player on the opposing team on the defensive side of the ball. If anybody can do it, Tucker is a bulldog. He is. He might be 6'4", 6'5", but he will make you work for every single thing that you get on the floor. He's tough. He's hard-nosed. He is in your face. And guess what? That's what they need in Houston because they got all that scoring on the perimeter. They've got to have some guy who's a dog defensively, and he is one. James Johnson, the Miami Heat's the same way. He just has to get the minutes, and it has to be shown. But Johnson can defend. He's one of his, one of his tough guys who knows how to defend, who's very long, who can get who can get in lanes, who block shots. And like I said, it doesn't mind taking out the other team's best player on the defense on the offensive side of the ball, and actually kind of enjoys it. So, and we we haven't even mentioned Joel Embiid. Embiid, you know, in Philadelphia, block shots. You know, he's you know he has the personality, but he also loves to defend. He is. A, he's a, a, a difference among a man among boys, and he's getting better and better. And the best part about it is, this will be the first year Embiid's completely healthy. That's the scary part. If he if he develops and plays this consistently for almost 70, 70 to seventy five games a year, he would be the one guy that could put the numbers up to challenge Gobert defensively across the entire NBA. So. As I close the podcast out, the question is, who is the defensive player of the year in the NBA this year? We, we went over a whole bunch of candidates and guys who could do it. I didn't mention Jimmy Butler in, in Minnesota because we don't know Jimmy Butler is even going to be there uh, towards the end of the season. I love Chris Middleton in Milwaukee. Um, he's going to get plenty of chances defensively. Giannis is the same way. They're going to get their chances. Um, I don't know if one of those two guys. I mean, Middleton's already an impact defender. Another guy you want to watch for is the, is the Clippers' backcourt of Pat Beverly and Avery Bradley. Both guys are going to be terrorizing opposing guards all season. Beverly, especially if he's healthy because he just gets under people's skin. And Bradley's one of the best on-ball defenders. With those two guys, it's all about health. A lot of the better defenders in the league are all about what kind of health they bring to the table. If they're healthy, then you have a very, very good race out there defensively. The same thing with Gobert. I like Beverly and, and and Bradley to average almost three and a half steals a game combined between those two guys. Like I said, Embiid is just is a scary potential. Robert Covington uh, is one of the best two way is one of the best defender defenders, especially among swings in the entire league. Because you have Embiid back there, it allows Covington to be a little bit more of a freelancer, which makes him even more dangerous because he has long arms. He likes to defend, and if he's engaged offensively, hitting a couple threes here and there, that makes him even more engaged defensively. There's so many guys who can defend across the NBA right now. I haven't mentioned Al Horford and the impact he does defensively for Boston, especially in their sets. It's just now in his case, it's just trying to play. You know, he's kind of like Marcus All out in Memphis. He's going to control the the paint, tell guys where to go. That's where the the impact is defensively. Marcus All has the same the same impact as well. I like Mike Connolly if he's healthy in Memphis. He's going to be taking a lot of the on ball guys. Um, he's still one of the best defenders in the league, even at his advanced age. He's over, I think he's over 30 now. So he's going to be 
he's twilighting his career towards being one of the better defenders in the league as well as being uh, learning on the offensive end. So I think I've mentioned about maybe 30, like 20, 15, 20 guys on this podcast real quickly about who can be the defensive player of the year. But really, it's a race of a couple of guys. The guy that's going to win this year is the guy who won it last year. I don't see anything different from Rudy Gobert this year than he is last year. He's just that good of a defensive player. He really is. You can try to challenge him, but very few guys who challenge him succeed. He's that good. Rudy Gobert is one of the few guys in this league that do, that does everything defensively. Um, he doesn't guard guards very well, but if he gets stuck in a, a switch, Rudy's fine. Because guess what? Even if the guard gets past him, you might get past him physically, but are you going to get past him lengthwise? I don't see it. He is scary. He's scary long. And guess what? If he gets beaten, Gobert has enough foot speed that if you try to get to the rim, he'll erase it at the rim. He's that good defensively. I think Rudy Gobert will win the defensive uh, player of the year award for the second straight year. Uh, I'm not saying it's not going to be close, but I think that by the end of the end of the season, Rudy Gobert is going to be one of those guys that you're going to start seeing winning this award on a consistent basis going forward. So if you think I'm wrong, let me know. Follow the podcast. Leave your comments below. Share with your friends. And guess what? It's free. All this NBA content is going to be coming all season. Follow me on Twitter at Danny number three Thompson. That's D A N N Y number three Thompson on Twitter. Follow around the association.com for the best uh, latest news, stories, as well as things about all things NBA. Follow the podcast here. And so, this is Danny Thompson from the Association of Podcasts. We'll catch you guys later. energy on the go it's got to be five hour energy it works fast it works long it tastes good and with zero sugar and four calories there's nothing holding you back fits your pocket fits your backpack fits your on-the-go life whether you're going to work going on vacation or just going out with friends five hour energy energy on the go for more information visit fivehourenergy.com five hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves it's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-hour tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight. From the makers of Five Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com.